What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. We ain't going nowhere. It's Thursday night. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. You can find us online at 1500ESPN.com. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, once again. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. How you doing, Reavers? I am great. It's been an interesting, odd, fun, crazy, scary week. But it's been fun. Sure. Um, as as a lot of you know, there's been a lot of changes here at, at 1500, but uh, the beer show is here, locked and loaded at 6 o'clock this night, and will be going forward, and we're excited Absolutely. about that. But you do have a big change, because now you're like deep in Podcastville. How does that feel? I need a beer. Okay. No. <laughs> well, because you, you have a guy, a Joe Sergere, who's yeah. maybe not podcast savvy, but he's incredibly radio savvy, right? Here's one thing I've really learned in a short period of time, basically over this past month is, and it was a lot of it was interacting with people at like the state fair, mm-hmm. or if I see people at a ball game or whatever, sure. but just, you know, people that, that recognize who I am and the fact that, you know, I'm on GL and things like that. But I didn't realize how many people, and and by the way, and listeners of this show too, Yep. But how many people had already been listening to us strictly on their phone via the podcast? Well, you're that's how I did. I, I worked during the day. I worked during. I am. If I wanted to get my GL, I had to get it at night. Okay, right. And I, I'm gonna like. I don't want to ruin radio. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want to ruin this Please signal. <laughs> but you know, podcasts are pretty darn convenient. Yes. Now I can listen to Joe easily and listen to you and listen to Sushre and Rookie and everybody. When I'm working out at five o'clock in the morning, if I want to be a day late. Well, and I think because of the way our personal habits have changed over the past, whatever it's been, mm-hmm. we are just simply now an on-demand society. You yes. know, we we want it now. now. We don't want to wait. I'm not waiting two minutes for that burrito. Nope. I want it now. That's what I. That is my definition. Mike, want it now, Fratelloni. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. What? Hey, can you tell me one more thing too? Because uh, <laughs> it was really adorable that you guys did this on your podcast all week. Okay. You told people how to listen to the podcast on the podcast. And yeah. you, I think you of all people were saying, well, aren't we actually just telling the people who are already listening to us? Why don't you tell us right now, sure. in just a minute, how to get Joe Sushray's podcast? Well, if for those that may have missed it, it was it might have even been in the very first episode. <laughs> and, and God bless him, because it, after we got into it, after about a minute, I went, well, wait a minute, aren't we just... Aren't we telling people that already know how to find us? What, 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 what I do? think is adorable, and I'm going to say this, and I say that meanly, <laughs> is he keeps saying, well, subscri- subscribe. They don't have to pay for it, right? Because he thinks that the whole world thinks if you have to dis- subscribe to something, you have to pay for That's it. That's the inherent distinction. You're right. That's is right. That... And he's, what is Joe, 60 what? Something. I don't know. 60. He's, he's up there. He, he's up there. So he's yeah. thinking that all of his team, his 60-year-old team guys, think that they have to pay for it. No. Well, that's because... You just subscribe to And it. that's because that's the basically the, the, the number one email. In fact, look, at I, I just okay. reopened my email, and that's the Boom. constant thing I'm getting is, you know, how do... And a, a lot of people, I think, that are unfamiliar with the process of, of, of how it works, you know, live radio as opposed to podcast mm-hmm. form... They're, they're wanting to know, well, how sure. can I still listen to it live? Well, y- 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 you can't. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's by, you, you know, can't tune and, in at noon. And I've tried to really, especially this week, just gotten into a habit of 
putting it up at the same time every single Smart. day, so people know when it's going to be available. Yeah. And, and if, but if you do subscribe to it via iTunes, whatever, is there. it just automatically is there for you the the second it's downloaded, yep. and posted, and so. that, that's on Podcast One, yep. Apple iTunes. Or at GL blah blah blah. What's Gra- uh, garagelogic dot com? Yeah, which you could just go on and play it right there. So if you're sitting at your PC at home, you can do that. Exactly. Uh, wonder wonderfully done. I've listened to almost every episode so well, far. Well, you've been with on. GL since basically day one. Well, right. You know, it's between you and your pretty, dad. Yeah, pretty close. We've been advertising on on this station for, I mean, as long as I can remember. I mean, we've been around for forty five years. Sure, but. I don't remember a time where we didn't advertise on 1500 So ESPN. when you guys first started doing the ads, was it you or was it your dad? No, no. We well, it couldn't just, have been you. You were a kid back then. We would then. just have some voice talent do it. Okay. Or, you know, what we did is we did newspaper. And oh, okay. you know what finally made me stop wanting to do newspaper? What's that? Is I was getting so mad that they wouldn't print our ads upside down because I had this brilliant idea. <laughs> what? I said, I want all of our ads to be printed upside down. Why would you want that? Because you can open a newspaper and not look at anything on the page. But if something's upside down, no matter what, you're going to look at it. Oh, my God, you're right. And they wouldn't let us do it. And Why? I said, because I said, you know how many complaints we get? I said, just put a little disclaimer on the bottom saying, we know we printed this upside down. We did it on purpose, blah, blah, blah. We're turning over the hardware business, whatever. Say something stupid. And they just all refused to do it. That's actually brilliant. It was. That could have saved the newspaper industry. Think but about that. Yes. You're showing them Star yeah, Tribune. Exactly. Or whoever oh, paper you know what wouldn't I found do it. On the, on the Star Tribune today. We haven't talked about beer yet. Um, this is going to be it right here. All in right. the Pioneer Press, right, this morning, um, on their lifestyle section, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what they have? You know no. what they have on their lifestyle section? They have a beer of the week section that's Aww. printed on the bottom, lower left-hand corner on the front page of their lifestyle this section. This is Strib? Uh, Pioneer Press, oh, I, I'm sorry. I believe. Yes. Pioneer Press. So it was the Urban Growler Plum Grisette. I don't know what that beer is. Urban Growler. I mean, obviously we're familiar with Urban Growler. Yeah, the Plum Gazette I'm not familiar yeah, with. Yeah, so, but it was just a little write-up and they got real deep. And I thought, when did the newspaper start listening to 1500 to start hearing the See? beer show to realize that they needed to step up into the 21st century? Well, we're really on the forefront of a lot of things <laughs> Absolutely. innovative. Absolutely. And uh, beer being chief among them. Uh, well, that's cool. I, well, but, but in all honesty, what, if you're a newspaper, you know, you've got to keep up with the times too. Absolutely. But you to know? make it a, a weekly segment... In the lower left-hand corner of the front page of the Lifestyle, that's pretty good. Here's what I have found fascinating, too, because you're raising an interesting point. When I go to wherever, mm-hmm. and it, 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 does be, it does seem, and I'm trying to phrase this without sounding, without sounding mean, but it is funny to see whether you're watching a local news program. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if this is a product of us here in the Twin Cities specifically, sure. or if it, does, if it does go nationwide. But it is interesting to see how, well, because you get that they're doing it because they think they should do it. It's a bandwagon thing. You know, it's like the state fair. Sure. Everybody does the state fair because if you don't do the state fair, well, you're that one station or you're that one entity that isn't doing the state fair. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're not part of the group. But it it is amazing when you talk about those Sunday shows or the Saturday morning news show, and they have an entire beer segment. You're like, right. oh. That's something, you know, I don't remember them doing that for booze. Well, and I, and I, cause I, I won't name which channel, but I was watching a, a local and it wasn't, it wasn't channel five sure. downstairs, but I was, I was, and it was, I think it was a morning show and uh, it might've even been our buddy, Nick Kosovich okay. um, from Bitter Cube, Bittercube, yeah. and he was making, it was Nick and he was making drinks and I could tell that they were doing the fake 
you know, oh. pretending to sip it. And the host is like, mm, that's pretty good. I'm like, it's 745. I know damn well you're not trying that you know, cocktail right now. I'm waiting for the day that someone on one of those shows takes a sip of something and says, hmm. Uh, no, not no, for me. <laughs> no. Remember John Hansen on Twin Cities Live? Sure. Big John, right? Yeah. He, he programs sports radio in Kansas City. He does. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he wasn't, a. in fact, he softy. just fired Henry Lake. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> but Henry's back. Henry's back. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, what was weird about John is he he was on a television show that was predicated mainly to women who were around at uh, you know during the day at home mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but he wasn't a soft kind of guy if someone said oh do a little dance uh, he wasn't having it and I remember really <laughs> clearly doing some food segments being there when I when my segment was on and watching him take a little bite and him saying nope that's not and I was like oh I don't know if you can say that on TV I don't know if you can rip on the chef so was, that just gave you a was the person that was there give it the Oh, oh. Like the, but then you the, know the slide, the slide dejected look. To he him. always had his beautiful co-host. It was loving it, but he gave the look like I can't believe you just made me eat that. I don't know why I ate that. This is complete dog. Yeah, food. that's right. Maybe that's why he's now in radio. In sure, City. sure. Although he's he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so we digress. What were we? What were we talking? You got oh the the, the newspaper the, uh, the 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 beer the, of the, the week fancy beer of the week or yeah. whatever. It, it, and so this was a plum concoction from from urban growler yeah i mean it's good for urban growler but right? is that a, is that a, was it labeled as like a fall kind of a thing um yeah but you know what was really strange about the little article is that it got deep it, it talked about its ibus and it's um that it's like a saison but it's a little more tangy and spicy i mean it went fairly deeply into it sure. i guess they have to paint the picture with words right? of course of you course. and i can just do it like just through the microphones, they have to do it with written words, which is infinitely more difficult. Well, especially when you're trying to do a flavor profile, mm-hmm. don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Did you just have a, a rice like gas attack? I know there's a reason I shouldn't be drinking wild cherry diet Pepsi <laughs> while I'm trying to do the radio <laughs> show. You're having a stroke there, but no, you're okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm Good. totally okay. Uh, so, like Mike Fredel, and he said, "This is the beer show. We are rating all of the beers currently exhibited in the Pioneer Press." No, I'm totally joking. <laughs> uh, but I did have an interesting story um, earlier today. Uh, oddly enough, we were discussing this on the GL podcast that the oldest brewery was discovered. In Israel. I saw that. 13,000 years ago. So I will ask the same question like I do with everything. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Yeah. How well, do you know this was the oldest one? Hmm. 13,000 13, years ago. 13,000 years ago. Was that what it was? Or, Did they, I, or is it 1,300? Hold on. I got to find it. Well, 1,300 doesn't. No, 1,300 is not very old. No, you're right. Right? So, well, although 13,000 seems way too old. I think I just threw it over right? and didn't even really pay okay. attention. Something I mean, can like you that. do? Can you use carbon dating on a bottle cap and say, "Hey, <laughs> count the rings"? Yeah, I don't know. I don't quite understand how carbon dating works. And but. the internet on this computer is not okay. working. Um, but here, here was going to be my question. Yeah, this just proves my long-held theory that I've held on this show for five years now, five plus years, however sure. old we are. Booze is recession-proof. Yeah, it happens. No we need our booze. That's no matter what. No matter we keep what. wanting it. Even though if we try like prohibition, we tried. It still didn't go away. Well, we're still going to get hammered. I don't. Well, let's use, let's use some logic, Reavers. Let's try to sound this out. All right. Beer has to be. We know beer has to be older than thirteen hundred years, so it's got to be thirteen thousand years. Thirteen thousand. Yeah, year it old has brewery. to be. Oh, good. See, I use my logic in Israel. So, what were they brewing thirteen thousand? Oh, years could you ago? imagine how awful that that beer must have Why? been? Why thirteen thousand? Cleanest years ago? water. You got hops. <clears throat> you got wheat. You got. 
all the other things you need. <laughs> Just listing off ingredients. Yeast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm unsure how to make beer after five years. I can tell you this. If I was in South Carolina right now and yeah. I had to batten down the hatches, I'd be in my basement. Well, probably not your basement because you got to worry about flying. There's not many basements there, but no, and there, you're right. There, yeah. there isn't. But, but that's basically all I would do. Is Wait, I w- do you think this is going to be a big bust? I, uh, okay, praying for everybody there that everyone's safe and they got out. Sure. But why do I feel like it's going to be like? Oh, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Well, did you see? There was a photo of this beautiful, picturesque oh. beach home. Yeah. I, it might have might might have been in the Pioneer Press. Okay. I can't remember, but this and there. They, they had like two sandbags in front of it, you know. Like, oh, that's like, gonna help. It's gonna, not gonna do anything. Yeah. But but if you own a house like that, I mean, this is a multi million dollar sure. home. Are you basically saying I'm not gonna spend six days boarding this place up? Yeah. I'm just gonna roll the dice, and roll. if it's, I hope that it if it knocks it over, I have good insurance. And I then I, and then if I need to do repairs, I'll just do whatever repairs. I'm sure. not gonna waste. You know, I'd rather just get out of Dodge. As opposed to, you know. Okay, a little quiz for you. All right. Everybody is leaving that area except for who? Who is driving towards that area right now as fast as they can? Well, rescue people, Red who Cross, uh, uh, first responders. Um, Think more economically. Oh, ambulance chasers? N- no. Lawyers? <laughs> Roofers. Oh, sure. They are going to be there literally <laughs> Monday morning saying, I'll oh, get a new roof on your house gotcha. right now. I mean, honest to God, those crews, I bet you, are just rubbing their hands together thinking, because there's a lot of people this is going to affect, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of houses, right? And everybody's just going to sign because they just want to. I need a roof. Put it on there. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you can do. So if you are a roofing crew, go for it, right? You think so? Oh, my God, wouldn't you? Well, if I was You just attack these hurricanes and go get as much money as you possibly can. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. That's Manny Hill. My name is Chris Reavers. We're going to step aside for just a brief moment and come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits and make our weekly beer run. This is the Beer Show Live on 1500 ESPN. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the Beer Show. Taste your beer. Letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's beer show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. You can find us online at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. My name is Chris Reavers with Mike Fratelloni of Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. We now welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. They are located in South Minneapolis at the corner of Hiawatha and 42nd and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Tom is here representing Elevated this evening. Hello, sir. How you doing, Chris? I'm phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. I like it. Um, so a cool thing that we do uh, every week is we highlight a, di- a different brewery. But before we get to our featured guest this week, um, I know we were just discussing this off the air, but it's not slowing down at any point for you guys, I mean, even though this is kind of that time where maybe a little bit of a lull starts to hit, but it's not yeah, slowing down at all. I, you know, I was saying, like, I feel like me personally, I'm ready for, like, long sleeves a little bit. I like that. Don't say that. You know? Let me turn on my microphone. Don't say that. 
Don't don't get Wait a minute, you're in. the guy that wants a foot of snow so you'll sell some ice melt. Yeah, that's for selfish reasons. <laughs> but everyone else should want it to stay warm as long as possible. Well, yeah, well, I mean, warm weather is beer weather. And so, yeah, we've seen, you know, when we've had these nice weekends like this upcoming sure. one, I mean... It's been busy, uh, so that's you know good to see, and and you know we're right there, ready to go. Uh, ton of beer in the store, kind of fading out on some of the summer favorites and transitioning into the. This is the, you know one of the big transitional months of the year sure, for us as sure. we flip the whole uh, set, bringing uh, the summer stuff out, you know lighter stuff, uh, and getting into Oktoberfest and and you know generally more multi or just heavier stuff for. The cooler weather ahead, but uh, you know, right now we're right in the middle, so you can mm-hmm. take what you want. If you, if you want to go grab your summer beer and and pretend it's going to be summer forever, Mike, you can. Do you can that. do it. I'm gonna. <laughs> or you can come in and grab the the Oktoberfest, which are are tasting pretty good. Too. What about football beer? I mean, yeah. are, are people coming in for football now? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you know, notice a bump? From it's that? interesting. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have like that eleven to twelve because we're open. Mm-hmm. From eleven to six, that's the that's On Sundays, the yeah. legislation or whatever. Um, but yeah, so obviously you have an hour before the noon game kicks off, mm-hmm. and and but yeah, we'll 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 pay attention to like when the Vikings are playing and and when the Packers are playing. If they got a big three o'clock game, we know you know probably two o'clock will be a crazy a yeah. little bit busier time, and and so we just try to pay attention to those stuff and be ready. You were mentioning Oktoberfest, and that's one of the uh, the featured items we're going to be featuring in this particular segment tonight. Yeah, we well, a friend of the beer show, this gentleman's been on before. Uh, last time he was on, he might have been the president. Uh, this time he's a lowly founder of a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Dan Justison from Utapils Brewing. Dan, well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I, I enjoy coming in. It's it's a lot of fun to watch so you guys I, banter. I mentioned this to you during the commercial break, but I have a confession to make. I've been eagerly anticipating this moment. <laughs> I lied to you. Oh, no. Again? I said the next time you would be in here, I would have made it over to your place. And I haven't done so yet. I wish you weren't a liar. Oh. Listen, it's not you. It's me. It has nothing to do with your beer, with how fantastic your your space is. It's because I'm a loser with absolutely zero social life. Okay. So it's totally me. I'll buy that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, tell them about the beautiful <laughs> tap room you have and, 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 and where it is. And, and that's no joke, by the way, be, out there. because I know people that have been to your spot, and everybody keeps telling me to make it over there. Go. I just haven't had a chance to do it yet, <laughs> even though I'm just using that as an excuse with two kids. But but I, honest to God, I'm not joking. Everybody that, that has told me about your space raves about it. So kudos to you guys. Well, thanks. It, it was uh, something that we lived in as we built it and thought, well, this is kind of cool, but we'd rather do this and we'd rather do that. But when we opened the doors, we discovered that in some magical way, we got the right feng shui. It just seems to awe people when they walk in the door. Um, they lift their heads up and they stare at the tall stainless steel all around them. And then they walk in and kind of come around the corner and they see the big windows 20 feet up in the air and all the lights shining in. It's kind of celestial and... However it works between the accoutrements, the layout, the ambience that the staff creates, it seems like people just love sitting there and mm-hmm. telling stories and drinking beer with each other. You know, the one thing, too, that uh, I've always really appreciated about you personally, but the the, uh, the approach you guys took was you really did your homework uh, about finding the right spot, about hiring the right people. And that's the one thing that I've always really been 
uh, found very interesting about you guys specifically. But I'm curious now that you've because how many how many years has this been for you guys now? <laughs> Eighteen months. There, months. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was two years quite yet or no. not. Um, but the, but I'm curious now that you've kind of got some a, a few seasons under your guys's belt. Are you finding a particularly busier time of the year? Because you guys are centrally located for a lot of different types of crowds, the downtown crowd, the suburban crowd. I'm curious now, what is more of your busier time or does it really not matter? Well, as a production brewery, the beer sells based on just awareness out in the stores. You know, I mean, Tom can talk about that. Um, the tap room itself um, is clearly busier in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a delightfully interesting location uh, because we're just a, basically a mile outside of town, west of Target Field. And we sit uh, in an industrial site that is surrounded on every side by parks. And Bassett Creek literally flows past our building. And so we have um, about 11,000 square feet of green space uh, outside the tap room where you can sit outside, listen to the birds, uh, watch the the fish swim in the creek, and enjoy delicious beer. That's and cool. That's a really kind of unique thing um unless you're way out in the country um to be able to do that because we sit there and it doesn't feel like you're right near downtown but we have proximity to 394 with the on-ramps and off-ramps on Penn. highway 100 has the glenwood exit so you can run right to our place if you're coming up and down highway 100 uh from anywhere in the western side and then one of the lovely things for us uh with the parks is there's a ton of ball fields Sure, And so we have all kinds of sports teams that come in after the game or before the game and enjoy the food truck or enjoy the beer. Bowl. The ones that come in before their game, those are the dedicated <laughs> athletes. Those are absolutely the dedicated they're, athletes. They're just for some soda and some, some food. Of so course, they, of course. They're prepared for their game. You know, we talk to everybody that's in your area with this brew expansion, this, this kind of northeast and north Minneapolis expansion. When do you think it's going to stop? Um, I think it's going to be challenging for additional breweries to open uh, just simply because there's a certain amount of shelf space mm-hmm. and there's a certain amount of tap handles. And we fight the battle daily uh, to try to get attention. Um, and we need... Don't we all? Well, <laughs> I'm doing it professionally. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it, it's a case where when the consumer comes in and asks for the product, it makes a huge difference. So out there, if you're a fan of Udaville's, Speak up and ask for it. Um, right. the, con- the retailer wants to sell you something. And mm-hmm. if you're telling them that you want it, they'll get it for yeah, you. And they want to sell you what you want, too. It, it makes it, them smile. It way yeah. easier, exactly. Tom, let me let me piggyback off that and ask you, as a retailer, uh, what what percentage would you put on it? Or is that too hard to quantify You know, from, from uh, customer questions to whatever's on your shelf? I mean, how often does that happen with you guys at Elevated? Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, I was. we're talking a little bit off air, Dan and I, about that. We're seeing a little bit of, you know, people coming in for certain things. We're definitely, you know, seeing at our stores, people come in and ask us to tell them what's good or tell them what's interesting or new right now. Um, so, you know, and then we got people that are just kind of walking through and seeing what's on the shelf and seeing, you know, what they like. So, um it's definitely a mix. I, you know, I can't say that, you know, we've seen a, a, a big change there, but I, I was telling Dan, I mean, people have been coming in for this reception ale, and uh, it's been noticeable and doing really well uh, for us um, and for Utapils, it sounds like. Thank you. Yeah. So that's their Oktoberfest beer. Nice. I'll let Dan kind of talk about this beer a You guys bit. were teasing me about this uh, because, of course, I have to wait until uh, – 
701 to be able to partake. But uh, I'm a huge fan of the Oktoberfest style, and I've even noticed that I'm becoming picky with the Oktoberfest style, where I will choose one over the other. So I'm curious to hear about your guys' latest creation. Well, I, I think you'll you'll like it. Um, uh, the receptional, um, it's named after the basic historical fact of what Oktoberfest is, and it's sometimes, uh, for those of us who are too geeky, we know all this stuff and we think everybody else knows it. But <laughs> no, That's a great point, though, because I, I, I guarantee a lot of people don't think that way, but that's a great point. Um, and they might go, why the heck would they name a beer receptional for Oktoberfest? Mm-hmm. And it's because Oktoberfest is not just simply a drunken party. It's a drunken wedding reception, <laughs> um, which we've all been to, and mm-hmm. we all understand how, much, how fun that can be. Um, but, you know, their wedding occurred, you know, 200 and some years ago, and they threw a big party and went over so well, they decided, well, let's just do that again next year. <laughs> and 200 and some years later, we're still doing it all over the world. And, um, and so we said, what's the historical foundation of this? It's love. It's a wedding reception. So we made the beer, and we called it receptional. Um, and it's kind of fun because it's exceptional. Um, but the, the flavor profile that you get when you experience it, so there's a, there's a couple things that are different. Um, very traditionally in the United States, Oktoberfest beers are what's called the Mertzen style, um, which is going to be really rich, uh, really deep uh, color, um, and, and really driven on a malty basis. Um, and what has happened in Germany over the last hundred years, they've kind of moved to what they now call a fest beer style, which is a little bit lighter in color. It's drier because let's face it, when we're drinking these big giant glass steins of beer, um, drinkability matters. And Mm -hmm. so they created this style of beer in the early 1900s that they call fest beer. That is a massive mug, by the way. (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. How many does that hold? Just one. Mike, take my picture. That, yeah. <laughs> take my picture. that 164 ounce Compared beer. Compared to the size of my big fat head, yeah. look at this thing. Wow. This is and we'll right tweet up. this out on the uh, the Beer Show Beautiful. Twitter account. Done. It looks way better when it's full of beer. I bet it uh, does. <laughs> t- tastes better, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what we get is we, we just is do the uh, the Fest beer. It's lighter, drier. It's much more fun to party with, uh, in our opinion. Um, and sales, as Tom is just referring to me outside, um, it's selling like crazy. I mean, we, we made X amount of it, and guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, Get it now you, or it's going to be gone. If you see it in the liquor store, buy it now, yeah. because pretty soon the only place you're going to find it is in the bars that we sold it to, and uh, most importantly, in our uh, uh, tap room, where we're going to be kicking off a, a 10-day um, Oktoberfest celebration on September 22nd. Cool. And to tie that back to the beer and the name, if you'll uh, bear with me, um, Receptional. Um, so last year we actually did a wedding at the brewery, uh, which we then followed up with at 11 o'clock, a renewal of vows ceremony. Mm. We had over 40 couples renew their vows. Get out of here. Yeah, no, That's we had cool. an officiant. They got a certificate signed by an official um, and the brewmaster. Um, <laughs> and so we're encouraging any couples out there, any age uh, that would like to renew their vows, uh, come into the brewery. Uh, we're going to be open at 10 in the morning. Uh, we'll have coffee and sodas available, and we'll set you up, and we're going to do a big ceremony out in the beer garden. Um, and at the conclusion of this wedding reception, we're going to kick off the party with a ceremonial tapping of uh, Fest Foss, uh, which is a wooden keg of the beer. And then we're going to party all week and then another weekend to celebrate your renewal of vows. That is awesome. I want you okay. and your wife. <laughs> all right. This is a challenge. Okay. okay? You haven't made it. 
<laughs> Time's up. Wait, wait. When is this again? September 22nd. That's a Saturday. That is a Saturday, so you're not doing a show. Okay. Not, the biggest challenge is not having Reavers agree to go do it. The biggest challenge is having his wife, Jess, oh, yeah. agree yeah, to go right, do it. Right. I'm not renewing, renewing my vows to you. Yeah, Can I renew right. my vows by myself? <laughs> if you've it's made vows right. to someone else besides her, <laughs> and I wouldn't suggest saying yes to that right yeah. now. Uh, 10 a.m. <laughs> if you get there, we'll open at 10. The vow uh, renewal will happen at 11, so we can get you signed in, get your names on That's the certificate. Cool. Uh, I wrote it down. You it, see that? I wrote it down. And then we're kicking off the party. We got the, the Jimmy cool. Johnson band playing music. We've got these big steins, the collectible edition 2018 version. You can pick that up. Comes full of beer. And then you get a refill for 10 bucks. Uh, we'll have wear your Lederhosen and your, well, not you, no, um, I but won't. the Drendel. <laughs> um, any traditional wear that you'd like to wear um, or just come in your regular garb. We're going to party. You know, we've got a big tent that'll be out there in the back beer garden, uh, Hammerschlagen, uh, feats of strength, uh, holding, Stein holding. You'd be uh, really yeah. surprised how heavy that thing feels when oh, it's out at the end of your arms. I imagine. And especially when there's two of them. I bet. Right. Uh, Dan from Budapils is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. Two tastings this weekend at both locations on Saturday from 3 to 5. Uh, they will be featured at the White Bear Lake location uh, in Minneapolis that same day from 5 to 7 p.m. Budapils, a friend of the show now for... 18 months uh, since they've been open, yet uh, the, the beer show host has yet to make it over there, but I'm going to try to make it over there Saturday, September 22nd. You were mentioning um, Oktoberfest. So here's what I'm curious about, because you were mentioning get it now before it's gone. When you're making a seasonal, that's about as seasonal as it gets with Oktoberfest. You know? and, and it's that bittersweet beer where when we start to see it on the shelves, mm-hmm. it's great because it's such a great style of beer, but we know that, okay, now we're getting into fall and then we know what's coming after that. But when you guys are making the conscious decision to limit a, a, a beer like this, but knowing that it's going to sell really well, how do you walk that fine line? Because I'm always curious to hear that answer. Uh, well, we made a mistake. Uh, we didn't make enough. <laughs> oh, um, really? Yeah. No, we, we made it last year, and it went over huge, but it was draft only. And so this year we upped the amount that we made so we could put it out in in the package product for the consumer to get because we knew they'd be aware of it, and it wouldn't be a surprise to them. Okay. Um, and, and based on the way sales are going, uh, apparently it was a even stronger um, love of the beer than we knew. Um, it, sure. The beer is flying off the shelves, and the, the bars have been taking it. Um, so we have, don't worry though, folks, we have reserved 50 kegs for the tap room, which we will, you or you guys will be able to enjoy, uh, during that time frame. So we will have enough beer for Plenty for the party. Plenty for the party. Plenty for the party. That's so when right. you're forecasting this then for 2019 and beyond, are you saying, well, now we got to double or triple production for a beer like this? Or, or is, is that it kind of fun running out? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, it's both. Um, you know, it, it, it feels good to run out mm-hmm. in the sense that, oh, it leaves people wanting more, and they have a good excitement level, as you say. You know, you have that annual anticipation for the fall beers coming out, and it helps signal the change of seasons, and you're excited about that. Uh, but on a, you know, basic level as a business, you'd, you'd like to sell as much as you could. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a balance. I suspect next year when we do this, we'll probably make twice as much product for the the package market but you also have to be conscious of of you know how much production space you have and you have to cater to 
all of the other brands that you know that people are going to want and, and and people like Elevated that need to keep that other beer on their shelves too. Absolutely, and that's one of the the challenges of of a, of a fest beer and and other loggers that are being done in the craft style is that they do take a lot of production time. So with a, a, a simple IPA, you know, you're a couple of weeks from making it to selling it. Um, with a logger, it's two months. And in that time, you've tied up that piece of equipment yep. that you can't make four batches of IPA in it. But I can't charge four times as much for it. So it is a is a commitment to make these styles of beer because they are delicious. They deserve to be there. And we built a facility large enough that we were able to set aside a tank to do that. Uh, and in this case, we set aside two tanks. Um, next year, we'll have to figure out how we set aside more <laughs> tanks. But, you know, that's a good problem because if the beer is selling, I'm happy to dedicate the tank time to make beer for people. All right. So, Tom, let me pivot back to you. Um, you brought uh, Dan from Wood Pills here uh, to be a featured guest this week. You guys are going to do two tastings at your stores. I haven't had it yet, but you tell me what stands out when you have the Oktoberfest from Uda Pills. You know, because Oktoberfest style beer, as you know, yeah. is just a very popular style of beer and one that people are making it a point to come into your store to try out. So what stands out about it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Dan mentioned it, you know, a little bit drier, uh, but still kind of having a depth of flavor kind of with a little bit of those caramel notes. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, I, I hate to say it's not. It's not smoke. It's no. like it's like a is it like ester or something or there's just a there's just a note that's right on top of that caramel note that's kind a of little toast yeah maybe. toast there you go maybe toast not not burnt but just golden brown toast you hear that he just called your beer a s'mores Are you happy <laughs> there's no chocolate there <laughs> no, no marshmallows it's not state fair beer okay got it got a little it. toasty so you know it's not like a light lager american lager or something no, like at that at all um but uh so it has that kind of caramely flavor but a little bit lighter a little bit easier drinking it just goes down got really it really nice it's, uh, it's refreshing we have just about a minute or two left in this particular segment uh, dan uh, other beers that you guys have at Uda pills that people might not be aware aware of and anything else you'd like to highlight going forward sure. for you guys at um, just, a, just a quick take. Uh, our next limited release beer is going to come out at the end of October and uh, it's uh, November it's, Fest. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, right we're going to embrace what's super cool and really has been embodied in Minnesota here. Uh, we're doing a curling based uh, theme to the beer. Cool. Um, it's called Broomstacker um, yeah. and it's going to be a red lager with a blend of European and American hops to give them a kind of a bright nose to go with that. I have a brilliant idea. You ready, Mark? Okay, guy? And yes, and I have one after you. Oh, go right. for it. So you invite. The husband yes. of the Canadian, of the female Canadian team. Do you guys remember this during the Olympics last year? Sure. You invite him to come down because remember he was two-fisting those beers at 8.30 in the morning <laughs> watching curling. And just say, we'll pay for all your beer for that weekend. Absolutely. Some, somebody hook me up with him and I will absolutely make that You guys deal. will become social media. You guys will go viral. I got a new idea. He's going to one-up you. ready? Me. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to one-up you, no. but I got a good one. All right. So we have Oktoberfest, and then in November, what happens is we vote in November. Oh. So you should make a Republican beer uh. and Demacan, maybe, I don't know, work on the names. And it's a seasonal <laughs> beer, and whatever sells better ah. is who wins every election. That's not bad. Okay. Wow. That wasn't that good See, idea. I'm just charge. worried about the inventory on the day after election. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you talk Nobody about wants a, this crap. Yeah, you talk about a short season, you know, and you want to yeah. balance your inventory. Yeah, you're right. I'm, okay, I'm, not I'm my not best idea. No, that's all right. But, all right, so I, I think I might have interrupted you, but uh, walk us through again yeah. uh, all of the other beers. So we've got a number of them that we are doing um, 
primarily in the tap room. We've got the ability, and again, we're a bit of a luxury because of the popularity of the tap room. We can make a hundred keg batch of beer and sell it all in the tap room, even if the marketplace doesn't, you know, we don't send it out wow. there. So we're using it for a test kitchen, let's sure. call it. Yep. So we currently have one we call iMouth, which is a, uh, uh, we made up a Scottish pale ale, which I don't think is a real category, but it's a really <laughs> delicious beer. Um, we've done some Crystal Weizen version, which is a, a filtered version of the traditional unfiltered Hefeweizen. Uh, we have our... Uh, um, kind of a house beer. We call it Totally Worth It uh, Stout. It's a dry Irish stout on nitro. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and we were talking about maybe sneaking some of that out in the marketplace on some of those nitro lines that are out there. Which means it's received well then, I guess. It's That's, been yeah. really well received Good. at the place. Um, it's It sometimes surprises people who don't drink dark colored beers when they walk in in the middle of July and people have big giant sure. <laughs> glasses of a stout in front of them. Um, and we've... Uh, We've been uh, literally. I just came out of a planning meeting for our beer schedule for next year, and we've uh, creating a couple of new things that are going to be released in the early part of spring. Um, uh, and we're pretty excited about those. That's awesome. Um, so I don't want to talk about those because we want to drink and celebrate Oktoberfest, and then we're going to jump into the curling season and enjoy Broomstacker. And I just have to give you a, a little backstory because we love our stories. Okay, there's a there's a reason to give things names, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're calling it Broomstacker. Uh, it was a name suggested to us by one of our early investors who is uh, heavily involved in the curling f- uh, world and has passed away. Um, and the fun part is she came up with this idea three years ago and gave it to me. And I said, I've got to make that beer. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're sure. going to make mm-hmm. that beer. Um, because broomstacking is an old tradition in curling. And I don't know how often it actually happens, but it's there when the team captains stack their brooms, everybody stops in the middle of the match, and the rule is you got to go have a beer together with the other team. No way. That's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think it's sportsmanship and friendship, and it's what beer does for people. And I thought, you know, as the Irish say, if it's not true, it ought to be true. <laughs> and I'm going to go with it. That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Um, so if anybody is hearing this, learning about you guys for the very first time, wants to find out more about your Oktoberfest and if everything else in your portfolio, uh, where can they find the, 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 the best place for all of that information, Dan? Well, there's obviously the classic place, which is the interweb, internet. Um, <laughs> go to utapilsbrewing.com. Um, social media, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're on Twitter, um, all at Utapils Brewing. Uh, as the the name to search for um, our Facebook page has all kinds of events we do because of the size of our tap room we can hold um, over 200 people in there um, we do lots of community events and uh, and so if you go in you'll see events like trivia night and cribbage tournaments and our mitzvahs pause for pints <laughs> and we've had all kinds of um, community events that come in they set up tables they we allow them to interact with people and it's really been wonderful in terms of like class reunions sure. college alumni associations um, we love making our space available for people to come in and interact and uh, inevitably it seems like in that process of interacting and talking they want to drink beer right that's really cool 
Well, uh, continued success, my friend, and uh, obviously anything new that breaks, you always have a friend and a couple of friends here at the beer show. So, continued success, my man. That's fabulous. I can't wait it. to see you on that Saturday. I am. Gonna, I, I want to. I wrote wife. it down. I wrote it down. I'm going to put this on the phone, and that will be the number one subject discussed when I get home this evening. And I'm going to follow up with All you. Right, perfect. Thanks, Dan. No, thank you. Uh, two tastings this weekend: Saturday, three mm-hmm. to five in White Bear Lake, and five to seven in Minneapolis at ElevatedBWS.com for more information. Utapils, the featured guest this week, Thomas. Absolutely. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Elevated BWS and Elevated WBL. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We've got a bunch of really cool things coming down the pipe here, so uh, pay attention to that. Uh, we're excited to share some secrets coming up. Just a little tease there, but uh, it's going to be a, a fun fall for us, and, and uh, we'll be here talking about it. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you again next week. That'll do it for this week's edition of The Weekly Beer, and we will be back. To wrap things up, this is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. It's my f- Welcome back to The Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. Reavers, Fratelloni, Manny Hill. So uh, we were talking to our, our, our buddy Dan from Utapil's mm-hmm. last segment um, about the renewing of the vows yes. Saturday, September 22nd. On, boys, look at me. Focus. Yeah. Do you know why I seriously will prob- might consider doing this? Is that your anniversary? Close. Okay. October 6th is our anniversary. Okay. (laughs) You know what the next day is, don't you? Uh, The 23rd? October 23rd. Guess who's coming to town? The Bills Mafia. Oh. So you're going to say, sweetheart, let's go renew our... I'd love to come on. And then the next day is going to be complete and utter drunken debauchery. Oh. I might need to buy myself a a little time is what I'm getting at here. What so? What's your plans for? Because you're going to host some of these guys. Because these guys are your buddies. They've been here before. Manny Hill has heard my stories about these oh, various boy, trips. Have I ever yeah. on the air and off sure, the air? Sure. <laughs> I think what will help if the Bills get smoked on Sunday because they got crushed in Week One by okay, Baltimore. Okay. If they lose again this week, I, they're at home. I forget against who. Him. I, I can't remember who they're who they're at home against. But if if they lose again, it might help because if they people don't understand when these people come to town, these people crazy man. Okay, they're here to do one thing: party. Really, that's what they're here to do. Okay. That's what they do. Last that's last what year, they do. last year in Jacksonville, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Now, granted, no. it was a playoff game. Sure, first but one just since random fires in nineteen ninety nine. But my God in heaven, that was this, a home game in Florida. For it the was. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It was. A, it That's was. What that was. Ever, I think it's Everbank, right? Everbank Field in Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah. where the Jags play. It's a sixty five thousand seat stadium. There were forty thousand Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills fans at that game, mm-hmm. and another ten or twenty outside of the stadium. Just so there how many you think will come here for that game if they have a, a losing streak? Going what on. helps is the Vikings are good. Sure. So, so they they're already well, but they're already thinking, okay, well, we're going to play the Vikings. We're probably going to okay. lose. Right. And, they, and have, they, they have the Chargers on this coming. Sunday, so they're okay. The so they're and the Chargers are good, right? Did the Chargers yeah. win? Uh, whatever. No, they got, it they got beat by the Chiefs. Oh, that's right. Okay. So <laughs> shows you how to touch I am with sports. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> anywho, um, but my my point being, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting because I don't even remember the last time the Bills came here. It was it was Metrodome days, obviously, but I don't remember. Was that. it? Was the year? It was the year Chili got fired. You're right. 
and you, Leslie Frazier had taken over. You're right. And, yeah. It was. How do you remember that? Well, because I, I I just I remember that was the it was 2010. Well, that and the they alternate. Got fired. So they alternate See, every that. every. Yeah. So like four years ago or three years ago, whatever it would be, because you play each division. Sure. And and last time they played the Bills, it was there okay. in Orchard Park. Yep. All right. Um, and that was I think Zimmer's first might have been 20, his first 2014, year. 2014. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, I but I remember it, yesterday. It will be interesting because <laughs> I've already started to kind of physically prepare my body sure. for that weekend because it's going to be an utter and complete spectacle. Yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea to lock it back down with a renewal of your vows with your wife. Sure. Right. Sure. And then say, honey, hold this and hand her your keys and then come back like three days later. Papa will be home Monday morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> maybe. To walk the kid to school. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Maybe, maybe yeah, that's a good way. Or to end I'll it. be back in Buffalo because I'll forgot 50, that I didn't. Fifty I didn't chance, travel. maybe. Yeah. Well, here and so and, and communicating with some of my some of my peeps from over there, and then mm-hmm. and a lot of people are traveling from various parts of of the country just sure. to, just to be at to be at this game. Well, and they also want to see the new stadium. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things and reasons why they would want to travel to this game. But I didn't realize this. A lot of people are doing the twofer because the very next week they go to Green Bay. Oh, so a lot of people are coming here, getting nuts in Minneapolis, <laughs> then doing the drive to to Green Bay. In fact, I know about a dozen that are doing that. So, okay, let me ask this because this seems perplexing to me at best. Your buddy has some relationship with the Bills, yep, right? Yes. Yep. So, is he out of every week? He's going to their games out of town. Not every week. Okay. No, he, oh, no. okay. So he I doesn't go say, to every. Away I would game. say just a couple a year. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought, what kind of. How do people do that? How would people party that hard? Can oh, you're looking at me like it's not that hard. Well, okay, but but let's well. just, let's just say you're the event planner or sure. you're the person. You know, we we how many different people do we talk to doing this show mm-hmm. that they work for? Name your name your brand. Yeah, and their job is to, to make it happen, make events, yeah. host parties, okay. things of that nature. That's just what they do. Okay. Which, so he says, "You want to go see the Vikings and the Bills? Let's go!" And he drags a. Uh, 30,000 people with them. I wonder how many will travel. Uh, how many people, if the Vikes are winning, there won't be many tickets available, right? Yeah, true. So the, will, will the Bills have 5,000 fans here? I don't know. No, it'll be more than that. Well, hell, on Sunday, th- there was at least 10,000 San Francisco fans oh, at the really? game. I, th- I thought, just from the TV shots from the crowd, didn't you think, Manny? Probably, yeah. You know? I, would, I would think that was a decent amount. Because, A, yeah, like like we were saying, the Vikings are a good team, but B, the stadium in itself is yeah, a, is, and, but is but a people like San point. Francisco in the city, Everyone hates Buffalo. <laughs> True. FYI. True. No one wants to just And you know be the other Buffalo thing Bills though fan. too is it's still gonna be the weather's still gonna be nice here. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna get yeah. people yeah. that's yeah. gonna it's draw not, a lot of people. It's in. not gonna be the middle of December. Yeah, yeah, they can anyway. go looking at changing leaves. Uh, uh, if you missed any portion of the program, you could check out the podcast that you'll be able to find online at 1500ESPN.com. Also available on Podcast One. His name is Manny Hill. Thank you, Michael. Reavers, you're the best. Thank you, sir. And uh, we will be back again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers.